Hello everyone, welcome to God's Internet Church Podcast, episode number 14. I count it an honor and privilege to be here to teach this Word of God, what God put on my heart on a daily basis for this daily based broadcast. And I'm your host, Pastor Ron Weaver. We are going to go into two songs and then go into our Bible study. We'll be right back after these songs.
If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are certain tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spoofy, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make podcasts in one place. Mandatory call to action. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome back. And we would like to apologize. We're having some problems with the sound equipment and the music just stopped and we can't get it going again. So, but the point of the song was there. We got to sacrifice and surrender to God, our life. We got to let him sit on the throne, on our throne of life. Because we need him and we need his guidance. We're going to step into... Step into the Bible study now of Job chapter number 15. And with that being said, Job chapter number 15, I have three thoughts that the scriptures brung out to me as we were preparing, as I was preparing for the broadcast here today, the podcast. So if you got your Bibles, go to the book of Job, chapter 15, and we're going to look at verses 1 through 35. Let's pray before we do this. Father, we ask you to take a cause of heaven's altar and anoint these slips of clay. Let every word I say be what you want and not what I want. We ask you in Jesus' name, amen. And it says, And answered Zippah the Tunite, and said, Should a wise man other vain knowledge, and fill his belly with the east winds? Should he reason with unprofitable talk, or with speeches wherewith he can do no good? Yea, thou castest off fear, and retainest prayer before God. For thy mouth utterly and thy iniquities, and thou choosest the tongue of the crafty. Thy own mouth condemn thee, and not I, not I, yea, thy own lips testified against thee. Art thou the first man that was born, or was thou made before the hills? Hast thou heard the secrets of God? Hast thou Maintain wisdom to thyself? What knowest thou that we know not? What understandest thou which is not in us? Which us are both the gray-headed and the aged man? 
must elder and thy fathers. Are the counsel of God small with thee? Is there any secret thing with thee? Why does thy heart carry thee away? And what do thy eyes wink at? Thou, that thou turnest thy spirit against God, and let such words go out of the mouth. What is a man that he should be clean, and he which is born a, of a woman, that he should be righteous? Behold, he putteth no trust in, in his saints. Yea, the heavens are not clean at, clean at his sight. How much more abominable is filth thee is man, which drinketh nicotine like water, which showed thee, heareth me, and declare. The wise men have told from their father, and it's not hid it, unto whom alone the earth was given, with no strength, pass among them. The wicked made traveleth with pain on his days, and numbers of his years is hidden to the oppressor of a dreadful sound in his ears. In prosperity the destroyer shall come upon him. He believes not that he shall return out of darkness, and he is wait for the sword. He wanders abroad for bread, saying, Where is it? He knows that the day of darkness is ready at hand. Trouble and anguish shall make him afraid. They shall prevail against him as a king ready in the battle. For he stretches out his hand against God and strengthens himself against the Almighty. He runneth upon him even unto his neck, upon the thick process of his bruckles. Because he covers his face with his fatness and makes it collapse of facts of his franks. And he dwelleth in, is in isolated cities and in the house, with no man inhabited, which are ready to become heaps. He shall be not rich, neither shall he his substance continue, neither shall he prolong the perfection thereof upon the earth. He shall not depart out of darkness, the flame shall dry up his branches, and by the breath of his mouth shall he go away. Let not him that is deceived trust in vain, vanity, for vanity shall be his recompense. It shall be accomplished before his time, and his branch shall not be green. He shall shake off of his unripe grapes, and the vine shall be cast off his flowers as a olive. For the congregation of hypocrites shall be desolated. And the fire shall be consumed in tabernacles of bribery. They conceive mischief and bring forth vanity, and their bellies prepare deceit. Here we have Epus answering Job. And as we know from the last podcast, Job basically called them the worst friends that he ever had in the last couple mm -hmm. segments. And he knew that it was inevitable for him to die. 
and that he needed to trust in the Lord, that the Lord was going to bring him through. Now, Ephes the Tunite set back, accused Job of being his, in verse 6, which we'll look at. Let's read it again. Verse 6. Thy own mouth condemned thee, that thou, I say, thy own lips testify against thee. Ephes accused Job here of being his own accuser, for his word are foolish. So in other words, he's saying, we're only, we're only saying you're talking like a fool in what you're saying. You're talking about dying. You're talking about wanting to do this. You're talking about wanting to do that. And you're making yourself, accusing yourself of these sins and things that are going on. To me, that don't line up of what he's saying here because Job might be sounding a little foolish because he wants to die and go to heaven and get out of this out of this trial that he's going through. But he's not accusing himself here. I haven't heard once, once of him accusing himself. You know, we heard that possibly that if I did something wrong and he's asked God to forgive him. But I haven't heard one time that he accused that he did something wrong. Because we know Job, he's maintaining, say, hey, I don't understand why I'm going through this because I did right. And the few times where I think he was kind of not accusing himself, but he was asking God, if I did do something, forgive me. But, you know, people know when they're sinned and when they don't sin. And these people are just trying to, he's just trying to cover up what these accusations are. All right. Now, he also was defending himself and the two by him, reminding Job that they're, they have an advantage of maturity over him. Now, this is kind of true. This is a true statement because older people do have an advantage. They live longer. They went through things longer. But, and they've seen things happen over the years. They've seen God deal with people that possibly have sinned and destroyed and lost everything. Because we do know that in the Old Testament that God dealt with sin that you lost everything. Um, even your lives and even your family's life sometime. But also, that is a right statement. And he's being right here. But the problem is, in this case, it don't apply to Job. You might be saying, well, Pastor Ron, what do you mean it don't reply to Job? It don't reply to Job because they don't understand the consequences of why this happened to Job. We all know, and at this point, Job really doesn't understand. But Job knows that he hasn't sinned. Now, 
their experience and their maturity here is betraying them because they know that God, you know, dealt with people that was sinful in pretty much the same way. But what they don't know, they assume, they've seen these people work on a daily basis and, and, and stuff. And to my knowledge, Job lived far off and from the city. And they wasn't with him every day. But we do know that he shunned evil. And he sacrificed sacrifices at an altar for him and his kids on a daily basis that maybe his kids would have sinned against God. But these people, maturity, and things they've seen in their lifetime is, is causing them to be foolish. Before Job and before God. Because they don't know the conversations that Satan and God had about Job. And that this is going on because Job, God is trying, the devil is trying to get Job to rebuke God and leave him. And they don't even realize they're probably being used as a tool by the devil to cause Job more heartache, which was effectively being used. They feel that this advantage of maturity over him, they know. So you might as well come clean and admit the sin. Let me tell you something, saints. Sad thing is out there, these three friends of older Christians sometime charge people wrong. Sometimes they assume their experience of what they've seen over the years is what's going on here when they don't know nothing that nothing. Okay? He states a great truth. Like I said, but it don't apply to Job, and it don't apply to humanity all the time. If you're going to accuse someone of sin, make sure you have the facts. They wasn't there leading up to what happened to Job. They didn't see. Now, they might have seen people, like I said, in the towns where they were living. Or around friends or family members. Just like some of us do. But we don't see everybody we go to church with. Just because they're going and lying or their family or everything's falling apart, they have sinned. It's just simply the devil attacking them, just like the devil's attacking Job here. So sometimes our experience and our maturity is not the case. Sometimes it lies to us. If you're going to accuse of somebody, make sure you're accusing them of the right thing. Because these three friends is not accusing them of the right thing. And let me tell you something, saints. It's just causing more problems than what it was before they came.
And Job is trying to tell them that. But just like sometimes the older people, they don't want to hear it because they got more experience. Now, some for, for, for a good note for the older people, it is a true statement. And sometimes they do understand what's going on because they've been there. And it's always good to listen to their advice. Young and old here, if you're a friend, young or old, or a family member, young and old, and you see a family member struggling or a friend sh struggling, don't consume, assume that they're sin if you don't know. Now, if you do know there's sin in their life and you see it, then you can assume. But let me tell you something, saints. Because sometimes God does use these kind of things for our punishment to get us back in right with him. And sometimes he uses his experience to challenge the devil. Okay, you're on. I'm going to let you do this to see if he gives up on me. And God knows. See, that's where the devil don't get it. God knows the middle, the end, and the beginning of our lives. He knows what Job was going to do. He knows how this is all going to work out. And I don't want no one getting offended and stop listening to the pod, podcast. I, By me saying here, and I want to apologize, that the older people sometimes get stuck in what their experience and they assume it all the time. It's a true statement, but I don't mean any disrespect. What I'm trying to point out here, we need to go beyond sometimes our maturity or our knowledge and wonder if that's really what's going on. Which means I say, make sure before you accuse people of sin that they're doing sin. Because you will not get a good response back, just like what's going on with Job and them here. And... I really think these three people believe that Job sinned because of everything that was going on. But their knowledge and their maturity is lying to them about it. So basically, how do we overcome that is by, by, by checking it out and making sure before we accuse. And once again, I'd like to apologize to the old people. Those words didn't come out exactly the way I wanted them to. But it happens with the young and the old too. Sometimes we let our experience and our knowledge govern everything. And it gets us into trouble with people. And gets us in trouble accusing people of things that they don't do. And then we're going to have to come back and apology, which we'll find out as we go that these three friends owe Job an apology because they're wrong. But they don't have no knowledge of why they know they're wrong. And they don't know, and they wasn't there when everything fell apart. And they wasn't there a few days to see where Job was living. So sometimes it's better to pray for them, help people. 
no matter what the cause may be. And don't accuse nobody of anything unless you know. Let's pray before we close. Dear Heavenly Father, if we're coming to an end of this podcast, Lord. We just ask you to take this message and let it go the way you want it to go, Lord. And have your way with it, Lord. And bring us back safe tomorrow for another message for you walking through Job, the book of Job. And we're going to be looking at number 16. I like to say, God bless you. I mean, I amen. And everyone says amen. And I like to say, God bless you. And see you next time for God's in the Net Church podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Ron Weaver, saying God love you. God bless you. I love you. And share this podcast and have people listen to it with you. You will find out that it's a good resource and um, it will help you with your daily life too. On that note, God bless you. See you tomorrow at the same time. God bless you, everyone, and God love you. And God bless you.